Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good afternoon, good evening. Sacramento is still afternoon. Back east, what we're bordering on, wow, 9.30 in, about 9.30 in the evening. A good afternoon. This is California Haunts. I'm Charlotte. I'm the host for the next hour or so. I like it when that little peak of music comes up behind me. I don't know why it does that, but that's been doing that. Ghosties, maybe, right? Maybe we got ghosties. Anyway, thank you for coming. And uh, again, my name is Charlotte, and I will be your host for the next hour. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. Based on a lovely Sacramento, California, we're 35 strong up and down the state. If you need help with any of your paranormal needs, um, I have somebody located almost everywhere in the state of California, so we can get to you. And the beautiful part is, we don't charge. We don't charge for the stuff. So we like to come out and educate people about the paranormal, and uh, that's what we're out to help. So if you do have anything happening in your house that you think might be paranormal, give me a ring, shoot me an email. Give me a private message on Facebook. I'll get back to you right away. Okay? Anyway, welcome. we got a great show lined up for you. For you guys that are just new watching us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Great to have you. Uh, if you're watching from YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, there's a little ghost uh, down in the bottom right-hand corner down there with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. That's our California Haunts mag uh, mascot. Please hit that button to subscribe because we're always looking for subscribers. And if you go back through all the shows that we've done, You'll see that we have a lot of topics, and I'm talking a lot, not just paranormal topics. So that's for that's for you to peruse in your enjoyment. Tonight, I'm excited. Tonight, my guest, James G. Matlock. Mr. Matlock has studied reincarnation. Why why am I excited about that? Because like anybody else, I like to watch those TV shows like 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 the kids that that have that have claimed to, you know have other lives or have other mothers and fathers and things like that and also in my own experience with my dog my my, my newest dog gypsy to me is a perfect example of reincarnation she may not look exactly like the first kelpie i had maddie but she i mean anybody that sees her will tell you oh my god it's maddie and her personality is a lot like maddie's personality a lot like it so I don't think it's coincidence, and um, I had this dream after Maddie passed away, and what happened in this dream was that I was walking down my street, going house to house, looking at Kelpies, and a voice came into my head, and it said, look for a black Kelpie. It'll be me. So I waited a few years. I had a rescue Kelpie, and she had been mistreated. And so I want to give her the chance to have a life of her own with, 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 with one person and all that. And so she stayed with me for like eight years. She, she passed away in December at 17. And then I really wasn't looking for a dog at that point. I wasn't in the mood. And then the breeder that I normally get my dogs back from sent me a photo of Gypsy. And when I saw her, the first thing that hit me was, oh, my God, she looks like Maddie. And I knew it. There was a connection instantly. 
So I knew I had to go get her. So that's what we did. My friend and I, you know, drove out to get her. And she's here. And she's so much like my Maddie dog. I can't believe it. In fact, sometimes when I'm in the kitchen doing dishes or whatever, and I look back over my shoulder and I see her, I have to stop myself to remember that it's Gypsy and not Maddie. So I'm excited about it. Really excited. So this is why I'm so excited to have this gentleman on. So we can talk about reincarnation tonight. And that's what we're going to talk about. So anyway, I'm going to let him tell you about himself. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Jen. I'm going to let him talk to, you know, to tell you about himself. Because if I do it, you know how I am. Yuck. I'll blow it, right? All right. So here we go. Hello, sir. Okay. Hi, Charlotte. Listen, um, yeah. I, 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 am I on? Yes. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't, uh, I was in questions. Uh, if you want me to just introduce myself, say who I am, and, uh, yeah, and then turn it open, sir, yeah. how do you want to? Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess she introduced me, but I go by Jim. Um, I'm just more comfortable being called Jim. Uh, although my professional name is James G. Um, I've, I've been involved in parapsychology in, 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 since the mid-1980s. I started reading on reincarnation around me as best as I can reconstruct it at this point. So I've been, I've been doing this for a while now. And my interest is not um, the regressions that so many people you know, think about immediately when they think about reincarnation. I'm, I work more in the vein of Ian Stevenson, if any of you know him. Uh, and what he did uh, beginning in the early 1960s is actually go out uh, into the field and talk to children, interview children and their parents and, and those who you know heard the kids talk about previous lives. Um, and what he was interested in doing, not just collecting stories, but actually investigating them as cases and seeing if he could verify as correct what children said. Mm -hmm. Now, it turned out that in many of his cases, the families had already done that because the children, and we're talking about young kids, like two or three years old, <laughs> that young, um, who were saying just these incredible about their previous families and demand mm -hmm. to be taken back to them. Um, now, a lot of his cases were in Asia, um, and places that the children remembered were usually close by in another village, another town, not far away. Mm -hmm. um, and the lives that they had lived were not that far in the past, mm -hmm. maybe only a few months be only if, at most a few years. And um, it was then for actually to take the kids back to these places and the kids to meet their previous families, right? You know, right. and that this type of thing made it very easy then for Stevenson to investigate and verify the memory claims. Um, yeah, 
Um, so, you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of things here. I'm, I'm just, no, no. you know, I'm about the research, right? And so you, in order to understand me, you have to understand what this. You know, anyway, so, um, I, and when he did that, uh, he found that it was more than just memories that were being verified. When, when the previous person was identified, he then could see that they trade. And you mentioned that in your dog, and mm -hmm. because the the animal came out of them very similar to the human cases, should be we surprised where animals do right, you know, uh -huh. I, you know. So, um, but that's one of the incredible thing about the the non-human animal cases is that they're very similar to the human cases. So, you know, when when these cases. Cases were verified by the memories. It turns out that there were a lot of these behavioral similarities too, and personality similarities. Um, you know, in addition to that, there were also physical things. Sometimes, <laughs> even if they weren't in the same family, you know, and in Asia they usually aren't. Um, mm -hmm. There was this resemblance, you know, not just facial resemblance uh, that. The, the many people have physical resemblance and of course birthmarks um, uh, often are in the uh, place of wounds look like the wounds but they could be anything they can be like earring holes they can be tattoos you know just anything of significance to the previous person gets carried over anyway I became totally fascinating with this material and so I've stayed with it all these years. Um, and uh, so <laughs> that's me, I guess. And now I'll, I'll let you uh, for a while and ask me some questions. Well, it is fascinating because I remember when his, his studies were just coming out. I watched this thing on KVI. Are you there? Do we have a lag? Yeah, there's a lag. We have a slight lag. But I watched this thing on KVIE about it. And I remember, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of it, people studying it at that time. But I remember what, what an okay. imprint it made on me because it was talking about how the scars we have, you know, could be related to a past life and whatnot. Yeah. I, you know, and not all, they're not, you know, when they hear about this, think, Oh, I have a related to a previous life. Well, not necessarily. There are a lot of mm -hmm. reasons for birthmarks, right? They can be genetic. You know, they, they something could have happened in the womb to produce the birthmark. So they're not all reincarnation related, but some are. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting because the ones that are uh, are unusual. They are unusual looking, and they're often in you. Uh, places, uh, but they're uh, often um, the colored ones um, are the type of thing that the mind, <laughs> let's say, the mind through psychokinesis and, uh, you, you know, the, I'm sure your, your, your listeners or viewers are familiar with, with that concept of the mind of a mind or psychokinesis, that the mind itself could be uh, producing uh, these effects by uh, rearranging the melanin, 
in the skin to make the darker birthmarks. Uh, you know, so uh, produce, you know, you know, moles or other kinds of things um, that could easily be done, easily be done, but, you know, uh, with, with the mind acting on the body, sense one can understand it how the process of transmitting physical things could be done um psycho through the mind and i think that's how it happens because obviously you know there's no physical you're in a different body right you're a different you know right i've seen these cases you know like that, that show that was on about that i don't even know if it's on anymore but there, there was a tv show about this could have dug Yes, a dog can come back. My dog came back. Trust me. And it, I, yeah, here's a question in the chat room. Yeah. Could a dog come back as a cat? I don't think so. Um, from what we can, and, and, and animals don't, non-human animals don't come and vice versa. Um, from see, variation is exclusively in species lines. Be all sorts of animals, though. but. They, and I think the reason for that is that um, what reincarnates, people say this, oh, what's the soul? That puzzled me for a while. Until I realized the easiest way to understand reincarnation is simply consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And if we think of that, we can think of the soul as consciousness if we want, or we can think of the soul as being the, the sort of the focus of consciousness itself, right? But it all comes. But reincarnation involves the survival of consciousness after death. Um, and, uh, you know, we see that in hauntings, too. I mean, you're haunting in apparitions. Things, you know, that involves also the survival of consciousness, of identity. Um, and I think that, that our consciousness has evolved, has it developed mm -hmm. to work in our bodies. Right, and each species therefore has a different sort of consciousness, and that that means that consciousness is developed work well, and I think that's why they see incarnation sure. in species lines, sure, sure, and not across yeah. species. The other thing I find fascinating is that you would think that. Reincarnation would disappear? happen fast. Here I am. Okay. Yeah, we're good. You're there. I see you. <laughs> um, you would think that reincarnation would happen fast, but like in the case with, with with the dog, I mean, there were six years in between when she passed to being with this dog, and I just find it interesting. Yeah. And but then when you look at some of the cases of reincarnation, yeah. anyway, like the little boy who was drawing pictures of, of his fighter plane in World War II. You know, the, I don't know if you saw that case. The one where they ended up going to Pearl Harbor and saying goodbye to his past life, you know. So I mean, I guess I guess it could take years before they they pick a family, or I don't know how. Right. It can. Uh, the The interval varies. It's just in Asia. It's often much shorter than in the West. In the West, it's not unusual uh, for things like that. That fighter pilot James Leininger. Um, which is several decades. That's usual in the West. In Asia, Wiley, and there are cases that they're they're 
not many of them. Um, there are many more cases in Asia where it's just a few months or years, and we're talking about from death to birth. So yes, in some of these cases, the interval is less than nine months, which means that the death occurred, you know, while gestation was underway, which is another thing about reincarnation, but it can be right. short or it can be decades long. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't surprise me that it was, that it was some years before you, uh, you found your dog again. Well, I just wonder why it's like you say it's shorter in Asian countries than it is here. I just wonder why it works that way. Yeah, you know, it is a puzzle. We don't really know. I mean, there's some ideas about it. One idea is that uh, in the West, we have this idea that we meet our loved one. And how can, we meet, or how can they meet us? <laughs> If they've reincarnated, that would be a factor that that that, that draws it out uh, in the West. Also, in Asia, you've got a much greater population density, right? You know, so there more uh, um, possibilities of reincarnating, coming. You know, if there are more children available when you die, that's going to encourage you to come back faster. And that could be a factor too, but we don't really know. Right, right. And how many, I understand that you did a Facebook study, right? A Facebook study? I have a Facebook group. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. Um, I have a Facebook group uh, and I've, I've, you know, I've, um, it's mainly an educational group. That is, I tried to, it's called Signs of Reincarnation, if anybody's on Facebook and interested in joining it, called Signs of Reincarnation. Um, and it, what I, the reason that I, that I, I founded it um, was to this search that I'm talking about better known because many people aren't, you know, that they may know Ian Stevenson's name. They may have some general concepts of it. They may have heard, you know, of other people um, who have past life memories or of children who do their own children may. Um, search is not nearly well known as it all be. And so that's what that, through the group, I've learned of a number of cases that I've the, that I've investigated and studied and, and have written about and am writing about. What do you think is served the, the, the What do you think is the most common um, thing that happens with these reincarnations? Uh, with them, do you want to specific if there's a cases common play theme, out? Yeah, yeah. If there's a common theme with them, you know, that you're noticing a pattern. Patterns in, in different, in different ways. Um, for, for these, like I mentioned, um, Kids as young as two and three, sometimes even 
from that. It's in their first words. They'll say things that turn out later to be the previous life. Um, uh, now, James Leininger, you were talking about the, you remember the, you know, the uh, uh, being killed in World War II off Iwo Jima, off, you know, during the battle for Iwo Jima off a different uh, island, um, was, um, it began to have signs of this as early as 16 months. And he was saying things before he was two years old. So, uh, it can be very early, but if kids start talking around age three, talk about these memories around age three. Um, yeah, but two to three is is the is the basic age. Some is some later. Um, uh, so that's that's one of the most common things, and that's cross cultural. We see that everywhere. That's that's the universal things is this age or starting. Um, this I say. I mean, sometimes all they'll say is, you know, uh, it, um, you know, I used to have different parents or something like that, and that's that's all they'll say. Or they've come back in the same family, and that's particularly a lot of cases with the same family they can say do you remember when i gave you a bath right or put you to bed or whatever do you remember? you know and that may be all they say you know but there are other things that suggest that they were their grandparents or whatever uh or great grandparents so um uh but but then we see patterns in that um like uh, uh of the intermission, like I said, I mean, you know, the median intermission in Asia is much shorter than the median intermission in the West, uh, and that that's as you know, it's very strong the difference there, and we see it in case after case after case, right? So it's a pattern. Um, what what other patterns? Um, um, I you know I haven't mentioned my writings yet go ahead uh but i have a couple of books out i also do a lot of writing on um about reincarnation for what's called this the science encyclopedia and for the science encyclopedia i actually have an article called uh, patterns in reincarnation cases and that'll go into all of the patterns there because i'm just not bringing them to mind now it's three hours later for me uh, <laughs> and i'm just right. you know of all the but there there are universal patterns near universal patterns and cultural linked patterns that i talk about in that article is it hard for parents <laughs> you know when, when their child first starts to say these things do the parents kind of think they're and i don't want to say local i just want you know is it a thing where the parents you know kind of blow it off at first, but then as the child keeps saying this stuff, maybe they start to look at getting the child some help? And so what it is that they're saying, actually, but in both about the help part of it, but the, mm -hmm. in both in the West, yes, I mean, I mean, I say this, um, 
Um, but as they go on and on and on and more and more insistent about it, um, it it's really hard to. I mean, you, 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 at a certain point, even Western parents, even those who start off being skeptical uh, and dismissive of it, uh, have to take it seriously because it's just, you know, and, you know, the, the, coming back again to the James Leininger case, you know, you know his father had to go for a long time. But he was driven, really, to see whether there's any substance to it. He was trying to disprove it, first of all. But then as he more and more intrigued, is more and more. And it, it, he eventually became convinced of it. And this is true of many Western parents. They eventually become convinced because this, this is no way to explain, you know, what their kids are saying and doing, you know. Other than just something accepting. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess, you know, if you're sitting there and your kid's got crowns and he's drawing like, like, like in the case of James, you know, he's drawing these airplanes, you know, that, that are getting hit by, by, by fire. I guess that's going to get yeah. your attention because the kid's only two or three, you know? Oh, I know. Well, where does this come from? I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and nobody in the family, Family had a military background or in aviation. Here's this kid drawing all these battle scenes and flak shooting up at the plane, and that that he was that his plane that he was a pilot and he was shot down. <laughs> so he's drawing these memories, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, and he remembered names important uh, clues that, that his father used in, in uh, to be able to what we call solve the case, which is you know identify the previous person. Yeah, no, that's an important. Now the question I have too about all this is that does it it's a lot like the psychic abilities that kids have. You know, when they're real little, they tend to have the psychic abilities. As they get older, the abilities wane because they get other interests and stuff. Does that happen in these cases? Yeah, the memories do do wane after you know it, it, by five seven or so. They're they're often fading, but not always. Uh, some kids retain their memories on into adulthood, um, but um, but many many of them they do they do have this fading. Uh, and as I say, I mean some uh, even in the best cases you'll find fading often, but um, you know in some cases they just develop. You know, uh, they'll just say one or two things. That, that's it. It's all fascinating. But to me. it's important I'm... to understand that we are talking about memory here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, this lag is going to get into our way. Okay. I'm adjusting. We're good. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, but let's say this because I. I yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to make um, the point that we're dealing with memory here and not with psychic stuff. Right, um, right. Because the things, some of these kids do have psychic abilities too, but it, it's in a very small minority. And then there are many kids who have psychic abilities who don't have past life memories. That's one thing. That's interesting. But 
these the past memories many many characteristics of memories of the present life uh they're associative you know things would trigger the memories remember things uh from uh the end of the life which is called a recency effect uh when you're talking about in a present life memory you know and they're there again and again and again i mean the, the, the um the characteristics of these memories they don't they don't resemble psi or psychic abilities they resemble memory you know and so it's important to keep that separate but yeah to, sure. to keep the two things separate and just, uh, but but uh yeah but um but but some of these kids do have psychic abilities and they do in a way follow the same pattern and the kids you know do have more psychic operations more they do feel in contact more you know i mean some something the mental there that makes it both possible to exercise psychic abilities and to for these memories to come up um but Yeah, I just find all this to be utterly fascinating, you know. But what I was just trying to, you know, say, yeah, I find it interesting that the kids that that didn't have psychic abilities don't have these past life experiences, and that that's kind of fascinating. That would be a study, you know, in and of itself to see why, you know, to see why why these kids that have this other ability don't don't have the past life stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, as far as remembering stuff, I mean, when you're kid, I mean, if you're kid, I, I know I, I had a vivid imagination as a kid, and it makes you wonder, like, when your kids are play acting with other kids, if they're not play acting in their life, you know, stuff that they remember, and it's not just play. Oh, I, you know, it does make you wonder about, and in some cases, it's it's not. I mean. Uh, James Leininger liked to play at being a soldier. <laughs> you know? um, and Ian Stevenson found that common uh, for these kids to play uh, in ways uh, reminiscent of the previous life. I mean, you know, in the occupations uh, of the previous, uh, from the previous life, they would act out sometimes the way the previous person had died. I mean, these types of things. Um, so yes, children's play uh, can can very definitely relate. Not all of it, you know, not always, of course, but uh, oftentimes children's plays does relate um, to the previous life in some way. What kind of things should parents look out for, you know, with their young kids? I mean, like, like we kind of touched on them saying stuff, different things. But what, what do you think are trigger things for parents to look out for when they suspect their child might actually be, be talking about a past life? Well, I mean, the, the children will be clear. <laughs> <laughs> they'll say things. I mean, you know, like um, I had another, I had another mother before. <laughs> I mean, they'll be that direct about it, you know. Um, so, 
I guess the main thing is listen to them. A lot to talk. Don't dismiss. Don't make them. You know, they're just making up stories because they're probably not. And they that's not how they feel about it, right? They feel inside that they they were these people, and they'll talk in first person, right? I mean, they identify with these with the people they were before. They remember them. Uh, do really uh, is to tell the kids oh I mean you know all this up the kids know they're not it up they feel mm -hmm. that very the parents are the lives that need to be telling them that in what you feel is not real right you know right. so I would say that's a very important thing. Listen to them, honor them. Um, um, don't necessarily draw them out, though, uh, because a lot of times these memories are about not very nice to deal with. And so if, if you know, um, if the, the memories are pressing so strongly on the kids um, that they have to get get them out, allow them to come out and help them support them. But don't draw back a lot of, uh, I mean, as, you know, as a parent, you want to know, I mean, what's this about? But your responsibility right. as a parent is to help your child, of course. And so, you know, the children have to come first and yeah, to them, honor them, uh, you know, but don't necessarily, you know, support it. But don't necessarily encourage it through through asking questions and drawing it out. Is it better in a situation where, where you think your child might be um, talking to you about a past life to seek somebody such as yourself to speak with? Um I guess it yeah, I mean I agree for that. I mean I because on, we have a lot of people coming on to talk, and what we do, the admins, you know, you're not alone, right? Other people will jump in and be very clear you're not alone, but we'll also try to position this in the context of where this is, you know, where it fits the patterns. Um, so that, that's a good place to go. I would say, you know, your question was to come to a research. It depends on how developed the case is. I mean, you know, th these cases are really so common. They're unbelievably common um, that we all, we researchers, I mean, about so many, we don't need to be by, by every single case. But if it's a well, relatively well-developed case. Yeah, we're delighted to hear about it. And so, yeah, I mean, and there are a fair number of cases like that. You um, want to have it investigated, feel like it deserves to be investigated and you need help with that, um, to having it documented and looked into. Yeah, come to one of us. Um, uh, but if, but you know, short of that, go to go to these groups, and you know, you know, our group, um, 
is one of several on Facebook where you can share these things. Um, we happen to be more researchers, so it's unique. There are, but, you know, on Reddit too, on Twitter, I mean, all over social media, people will share these accounts now. And so there are places to go uh, to get support and understanding. Now, I didn't realize, like you say, it's very common for this. I didn't realize how common it is until I'm talking to you. I mean, really, what is your estimate on how many children are going through this? Yeah, I wish we had a really good estimate of it. We don't. We need surveys. Um, there was a survey done in the Charlottesville area a few years ago that... that <laughs> that reached an astonishing figure of 6% of wow. kids uh, in, in claiming to um, you know, but there are questions about that. I mean, it just seems incredibly high. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it was, it was that they hired it out and it was a telephone survey and to follow it up, you know, and so, you know, uh, get behind that that figure, you know, and see what 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 really drove it. Um, yeah, I mean, people um, in everyday life, I think, still don't know about these things very much. However, the group line or to one of these places that allows to be discussed, we get a lot of people coming in. I think it has become much easier uh, to share these experiences on social media. And, and so that's where we hear about them now in a way that we haven't heard about them before. But outside of this, people are still sort of outside of these groups where people feel comfortable talking about their experiences oftentimes they just don't any mean you know i'm sure you've run into this with the haunting stuff too i mean sure. you know people oftentimes just keep it quiet you know but on the other hand when you get if you get into this i then you start hearing <laughs> stories and stories and stories and stories and you start realizing how common the whole phenomenon is I think, like you say, people are becoming more open. But I think it's the TV shows that are driving it. Like with paranormal stuff, like you say, people kept it quiet for a long time. But with shows like uh, Ghost in My Child, you know, these different things that are coming on, people don't feel so, I, I don't want to say embarrassed, but, but you know, like they yeah. want to hide it. Like, like you know, like yeah. they feel like they can be more yeah. open about what their kids are saying. That's right. Um, and, and you do still get, you still do get a resistance. Um, uh, sometimes I, uh, I, I got three examples pressing on my mind now of cases that I studied. Um, the first one was one I wrote about called Science. Um, very interesting case a girl. Uh, who uh, remembered having died in a plane, when a Pan Am plane, uh, this is 1982, um, crashed into her home. I mean, this was, you know, what, at the time it was the third worst aviation 
disaster in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The plane, when she right after off and came down less than a mile from the end of the runway, crashed into a residential neighborhood um, outside of New Orleans. This is the New Orleans airport. Um, anyway, the girl in Oklahoma remembered this plane crash, okay? Went to New Orleans after interviewing her in Oklahoma, went to to, to Kenner, um, which is where New Orleans, where the airport is. You know, not knowing what sort of reception I would meet. And I was very surprised at how that, that none of her old friends dismissed it. None of the neighborhood dismissed it. They just accepted it. It's because you get a lot of weird stuff in New Orleans. People are more receptive there. I don't know. But then other cases that I've looked into, there is more resistance. Uh, from the from the family in particular, um, and uh, and you also get the situation sometimes, and it can be very awkward, where one spouse, to get the acquaintance with the kid, is convinced, and the father is not, and, and that obviously that creates problems in the family. So you get these sorts of and you know. These cases, you have to be prepared to deal with all of this stuff. But I was—I've been very surprised at how receptive people are overall. Well, you know, I was thinking about the United States in general and how everybody tried to think logically over here, whereas these these other countries like India and you know over in Asia, Southeast Asia, and all those places, they believed in this stuff for a long time. It's just over here, it's taken a while to catch on. That's right. But, and this is something people don't realize, people here don't realize about there. <laughs> and that is that um, families there do not necessarily welcome uh, the, the kids talking about the previous lives. They may believe them, but they don't necessarily welcome them. Um, maybe try to suppress the memories. Um, because they, they're uh, this this sort of the folk idea, this myth that these kids are going to die young. There's no evidence for that at all. Um, there's also the idea, and there may be more <laughs> basis for this, uh, that the, they'll want to go back to the previous families. Previous families will them back and will try to where they do try to, where they actually are adopted previous families, few cases like that. Um, so, but it, it, uh, very often the parents in Asia, not, not I won't say, I almost said typically, but I don't think it's typical, but very often um, the parents will to suppress the memories. And this comes up even in, 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 but they're not successful at it. And so this comes up because just, you know, continue to suppress it. And the more the parents try, the more it can turn the kids against the parents and that you don't want. Um, in Thomas Stevenson's cases, the father actually beat the kid and, you know, it, it made him turn against his father. But he not 
he continued to talk about it. He continued to talk about it with people who would listen. You know, so, <laughs> you know, but so these efforts are made, is my point. Um, and, you know, so another interesting finding uh, about an Indian researcher, um, large sample of cases, um, and looking at this issue, she found that when um, that, that that mothers in particular would allow their children to talk, you know, they didn't necessarily try to suppress them. I'm involved, and then they tried to suppress them. Okay. So, you know, and, and that, that, that was the fear that they were going to lose the children. Interesting. Very interesting. But it kind of makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, men, and I hate to say it, men, you know, mothers are so open with their children. They listen to everything they say, you know, because they're, they're with yeah. the kids all the time. And sometimes men aren't quite as open. Yeah, it does make kids. sense. So you can understand. I, I can understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and they're not with them all the time. So they don't. They, they, the, 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 I'm sure their wives. That's not the same as hearing them. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to time the delay. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think more people are more and more people are, are going to come forward? You know, with with kids that are having this issue. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yes. Um, definitely. I mean, I, th things are changing. I mean, um, and yes, we will definitely hear about more of these cases. Definitely. Uh, in fact, already, I mean, there are more cases that we can study. Researchers can really, uh, really limited in time and in the resource level. Uh, we can only do so much, you know, and so, we, you know, but, but as they, as, as people become more aware of this research, more people, there'll be more researchers, right? Um, uh, you know, and, and it's also, you know, I, I'm also gratified um, that, a lot of young people, graduate students, you know, college students are taking an interest in this area. Yeah. Um, now, it's hard for them to fit it normally into their educational careers, but incarnation, I mean, it crosses everything, every area. Just about any field you go into can be back um, to the 
incarnation case search. Now we talked about um, the little boy who was the uh, pilot in World War II, and you talked about the Pan Am kid, uh, little girl. Is there any other case that, that that sticks out in your mind? Okay, hang on one second. I'm going to do one adjustment here. Hang on, hang on. Hang on one second. Let's well, another one that I that I like to talk about, and this one I'm still sure. still researching, so I haven't written it up yet. Um, where uh, the kid who remembered the death was born in England. Um, he died in a tornado. Uh, and he was talking about uh, in in northern Alabama, in northern Georgia, um, and um, it was a major tornado outbreak. This is another one that you know we have the we it's a it was a news event. I just cut it off. Yeah. Okay, everybody hang loose, okay? We're gonna try to get, I'm trying to get through this delay. Let's see if I can do something with the delay here. What are we on? We're on that connect. Let me, let me switch. Let me. It's my end real quick. We only got about 10 minutes to go anyway. Okay, are you there? <laughs> He's frozen. Are you there? Okay. All right. Well, that didn't work. Let me try another one. This one. Okay, here we go. Let me try this. All right. Let's try this one again. See if I can get us back in. All right. Well, I guess the delay finally got us. And uh, <laughs> anyhow, yes. Are you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. We're, we're probably now still in delay, but I'm here. To see if yeah. we can fix so, uh, yes, I'm here. Uh, okay, back to so tornado. anyway, um, the, Yeah, I am. Um, these 
seems one has to put up with, uh, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what, I don't know the tornado. So I was talking about this who was uh, killed in a tornado in Northern Georgia um, and then was reborn in England, uh, a kid and the British kid uh, remembered this. And he, he remembered it in enough detail that his mother came to my Facebook group um, about it, uh, wanting help trying to solve the case. And so she wrote about it. And another member saw what she was writing and it reminded her of this story and so she brought in the mother of the kid who was killed. The case was solved in my group. Wow. You know, by, by bringing the mothers, uh, you know, and that's, and, it's, it's, it, it, and this gets into something we haven't really talked about that much. And that is that majority of the cases are in the same, same region, like the same culture. But there are some of these international cases. James Leininger also, I mean, he died in Japan, was reborn in the States, but he was American, right? He was an American pilot. He came back home. But here we have an American kid who's reborn in England. Well, that's really interesting. You know, I, I never thought about that either because you always think that they're going to be born in the same country. So that's really cool. That is really cool. Um, and remember things clearly enough that we could verify the memories and, and solve the case. And, and then it turned out that, I mean, a lot of other things, his behaviors, he has a birthmark that fits. I mean, you know, you know, not just, you know, a few chance things, it's details uh, that, that fit. That is really, really cool. That is really, really cool. So what's next for you? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm of an age now where I really don't want to do anything else except for reincarnation pretty much, uh, kinds of survival research, but particularly reincarnation. The work is focusing, the, the research in my writing is, is on, um, is, uh, is related to reincarnation, almost all of it. Okay. And how can people find you? So, um, yeah, uh, one of the, I, I, as I say, I do a lot of writing for the Science Encyclopedia, which is an online thing. Um, I, I'm also supposed to be writing a book about Ian Stevenson. I am, it's going kind of slowly. 
and the reception of so it's it's important for me to finish it and get it out there uh, and it's also I'm really interested in it um so you know that's those those are the stuff that I'm doing absolutely <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. That's okay. And how can people find you then if, if they want to contact you? Hey, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on. I learned so much about this, and uh, I'd love to get you on another night when we can get the internet working right. Jeez, man, who knows what was going on tonight? But I really well, appreciate on Facebook, I'm Jim Matlock, and, and you see a picture. Look, um, I also have a website, which is jamesgmatlock.com. Um, or you can just you can Google my name, you know, and all sorts of things will come up. Um, it, it's probably it's not hard for people, actually, you know. So Well, I, I'm I'm happy to be here, and I but I you know I deal with I don't know whether I'm in Durham North, and I don't know whether you know it's the connection here. Um, it's even worse when I'm in Tennessee too. Uh, there, we would not be able to do this at all. Um, but these lags, I have, I experience these lags a lot. Um, this is one reason why I do more audio than, than the video right. because of them. Um, but it, it's not necessarily connection or your, your setup. It's not a problem, sir. I'd love to get you back on to talk to you further about this stuff, if that's okay. But uh, next time we'll probably just do it, um, you know, audio, just straight audio. But I want to thank you for coming on.
Sure. Yeah, I, I thank you for inviting me. I, I'm, I'll be happy to come back whenever you know, whenever you want me to. Sounds good. You so, have a good weekend, yeah, okay? It's really, it's really fascinating. All right, you have a good weekend. I'll okay? be happy to come back. All right, sir. Have a good evening. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Anyway, that was fun. And uh, hopefully he'll come back. I know there was a lag. I apologize for the lag. It happens. I mean, this is this, this is technology. It happens to the best of us. I figured once the show started rolling, I was just going to keep rolling because, you know, to, to with that lag to get his phone number, get everything arranged, email and everything, you know. But anyway, I'm glad he came on. I learned a lot about reincarnation. I, I love watching those shows. And I've been thinking about doing studies like that through my paranormal team as well. We do to talk about reincarnation. Tomorrow we're off. Saturday we're off. But Sunday we'll be back with the Mojave incident, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be reading about that. Now, Monday is going to be kind of cool. I've got a lady named Marianne Corbett's coming on, and she's going to be talking about names and numbers and their meanings, their astrological meanings, and what they and what they could mean for you. So she's going to be on with us Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys watching on YouTube, please subscribe. This is not a reflection of how we do things. <laughs> this is just one of those days you run into this stuff, and that's the risk you take when you do it through video like this. And uh, so we lost, I guess, you know, the dice didn't roll in my direction very well today. I kind of feel bad for him because he was struggling on his end. I was trying to time it, but, you know. But anyway, if you could subscribe, that would be great. Um that little ghost down at the bottom right hand corner with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat on because uh, we do have all kinds of videos on all kinds of topics you can check that out uh, if you like the show <laughs> share it with five people if you hated the show this is going to be great share it with five of your enemies and people you don't like we for equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio and I really appreciate you guys st you know sticking with us throughout the interview uh, you can check us out at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. I'm going to be teaching a ghost hunting one-on-one class in a couple of weeks. I'll have information up about that this weekend. And if you want to check out the paranormal team itself, that's CaliforniaHaunts.org. Uh, do you see that ticker at the bottom of the page? That is because California Haunts does not charge for their paranormal services. So when we go out to somebody's house, whether it's here locally in Sacramento or we drive halfway across the state, we do it for free because we're here to inform and educate people about the paranormal. So if you kind of help it, you know, I hate begging. It sucks. It just really, really bites. But I pay for all this stuff. I pay for the internet. I pay for the lights. I pay for the mic. I pay for everything, everything, including the equipment for the paranormal, the paranormal group. So if you could help me out a little bit, that would be great. And you can do that at PayPal.me at California Haunts or Venmo and just type in California Haunts. That would be wonderful. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming. I will see you Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific for the Mojave Incident. Have a good one. Oh, I'm in the wrong button. See, I'm even on the wrong page. This is how the day's gone. Have a good one, you guys. Mm -hmm.